fellow supermom, I'm glad you're here. This is the special needs supermom podcast. The glass of wine for your mind. Your tribe where you can relax, unwind and get stronger and more confident about your superpowers. I'm Nadine Villeur, your host, supermom of an autistic wonderboy and a supergirl battling juvenile arthritis. All while being a military spouse and international entrepreneur. Enjoy your glass of wine. Episode number 25. Setting a goal, focus on the journey. So setting goals, it seems to be the thing to do when a new year starts. And indeed, they can be really helpful on what you want to focus your energy on. Is there a special skill you want to help your kid conquer? Is it something for yourself? It really can be anything, from developing a new skill to saving money for a treatment. But when setting the goal, one, make sure they are your goals and your dreams, not goals based on the expectations from the outer world. Two, focus on the journey. And three, while we're at it, don't forget to schedule in some fun. You know, I love to-do lists and bucket lists, work-related, kids-related, quality me-time-related, you name it, and I've got a list. I know for which trips I want to save, what needs to be done to the house or not, business-related investments I want or need to make, like new equipment or software, and then, of course, I have the yearly health resolutions and such. You know, covered kilos, hello. But when it came down to my kids in the past... uh, setting goals, I was always focused on the achievement of other kids and the expectations of the outer world, like family. You know, a straight A student was the best thing there was. So I was always, you know, the new year, well, this year we're really going to to make sure you will get straight A's for blah, 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 or make sure you you meet the uh, state requirements for such and such. But a few years in the school system and being around special needs, I realized it was unrealistic or made my kid feel inadequate and not good enough. Especially my wonder boy's self-esteem went down the drain thanks to his last elementary school teacher. She even corrected me saying I shouldn't congratulate my boy for getting a B for English spelling when he was smart enough to get an A. He indeed is smart, but spelling wise, you know, no. So it wasn't really a fair comparison uh, in that way. And if your kid has to work really hard to get a C, it's just as good as the A for the kid that learns really easily. So that was the last time she corrected me because we had a parent-teacher meeting and she kept saying, well, you know, you can only go to the top schools if you get... uh, these state tests and you have these school results but we had a really unhappy boy that felt like he was failing all the time despite all the help we, we got him and that was the time we we've let go go of all these goals and we told her you know for us it's not the most important thing in the world if he goes to the highest level of high school here in the Netherlands you have different levels of high school Gymnasium being the highest. And we were at a high-end school where uh, at least the kids that went to gymnasium 
those parents were, you know, the most proud and maybe the most loud and vocal on the school, uh, on the results of their kids. Well, there were enough kids. 60% of the kids, no matter the country, is not top level. 60% of the kids turned out to be, you know, to become a carpenter or... Yeah, not like a top engineer or not the new Silicon Valley wonder boy. And our kid, you know, who was so happy in fourth grade and so completely miserable and not feeling adequate in grade six because his teacher was only focused on getting A's. Our te- the teacher was shocked when we told her, you know, for us, it's not, it's not about A's. For us, it's about our boy being happy. Because we saw what it did to him when he was not. And she kind of let go. And our kid slowly, but he's still not there. Because you remember the worst things that ever are said to you. You remember those way easier than the compliments you get. I don't know why, but we seem to be wired that way. So we're still trying to up his self-esteem. And now we're talking, he's now in college. So can you imagine how much damage... There has been done by one teacher that only focused on A's. And if a kid got a B or C, it wasn't good enough. Well, if your kid learned really hard for it, it's just good, just as good, if not better. So we let go of the, oh, we need to be on the top, top level. So you have the outer expectations when it comes down to school grades and everything. And then... We had the outer expectations from, say, family and friends and strangers in a Walmart. And we would focus, you know, yearly goals or behavior things on how he would react uh, in public. Or when we had a family outing and something went wrong, we were like, oh, we really have to correct that. We really have to focus on making that better. But, you know... When it comes to outer expectations, first of all, trust me, it will never be good enough. Because everybody has different values. So what your mother-in-law approves of is different than what your mom approves of. And then you have the strangers in Walmart that are always, you know, hard to deal with. Can be hard to deal with. So that's the first thing. And then sometimes you can't ask certain things from your kid, especially when there are special needs, because it's just not possible for them. You know, and before you walk around all stressed out at a family function, because all the kids play nice together and your kid is in a quiet room by itself. What matters most? The happiness of your kids? And your well-being, or what, what that distant relatives think, uh, thinks of how your kid should behave, you know, focus on the happiness of the person that matters most. Yes, it's important, of course, that even special needs kids are aware of certain social rules, what is okay and what isn't. But there's a fine line between social etiquette and ridiculous demands from a great aunt that wants your kid to hug her while he can barely be hugged by you. If your kid hates to be touched, you know, you shouldn't have a goal like needs to hug his grandparents. 
if he even doesn't like to hug his own mom, <laughs> you know, that's an unrealistic goal. And it should be okay to let go of that, you know, social thing. So forget about the outside world. Focus on and with your kids. You know, that's my second thing on when you're setting goals. Focus on your journey. I always reflect on the year past and how the year was for my kids. And now that they're a bit older, I'll also ask them what they think went well and what didn't. Uh, And coming to the last point, if there's something uh, they want to improve or not for the coming year. And you can even do that when they're small, you know, try to involve them in the process. Because coming up with something you think your kids should develop without even asking them, yeah. You know, can you see the enthusiastic commitment they'll show for the goal you set for them? I don't think so. You know, and this is something I've learned the hard way. You know, setting a goal for a kid because I think I thought, you know, oh, they really have to improve their reading. They really should read way more books than than you know they're doing now. But one has a really hard time. Reading because she is Supergirl is as dyslectic as possible, and the other boy, you know, Wonder Boy, he doesn't mind reading that much. But again, he has a focus thing. What we found out, okay, maybe he doesn't have to read everything. He reads a lot for college anyway at the moment, uh, but he enjoys stories. So what's wrong with uh, books he can listen to, for instance? So we kind of change things. And that's what I mean with, you know, setting new goals. Are they realistic? And talk to your kids. What, what, do, what do they think is important and not? Is there something they want to change or not? So it can be really difficult to set goals with your kids. When they're younger, when they're teenagers. But you have to talk to them. And if it is something they have to learn, uh, but they don't want to, ex- at least explain them why they have to learn something. You know, because I said so, that's not a a good answer. (laughs) That's not a good reason. And if it's something they kind of should, you know, should learn, a trick they should learn because it helps them being independent, like my son riding a bike. Uh, In the Netherlands, you know, (laughs) everybody rides a bike. If you don't ride a bike, you you kind of miss out. And his social life would be so much smaller. So he had to learn it. The next step for him will be learning to use public transport by himself. And he's scared to death for it. But we will have, uh, he will need to learn that skill. And we will have a reward chart for it. So if he uh, takes a bus by himself, he will get a reward. If he will take the train by himself to, you know, the next city, we will make sure the reward is, you know, matching the commitment and the stress it took for him to actually accomplish it. I'm pretty sure at the moment, uh, even a Lego Death Star <laughs> wouldn't be enough for him to take the train, but we will set small goals. Goals. So first we took the train together. Next time he will have to find out the times. The t- time after that, he will have to uh, make sure he will get the tickets and we will build that goal so that's a goal he has to learn 
hates it, but it really is, you know, nece- necessary for him uh, for his future development. Uh, so we so we will help help him with that. <laughs> In the meantime, you heard my iPad <laughs> reacting, and Sherry went off. I don't know why. But we will just continue. So goals. One of the goals for me is not trying to have everything perfect. So normally I would completely delete everything I just said and restart recording. Not doing that anymore. <laughs> you know, uh, what we're going to do this year as well. Uh, you know, of course there are big differences in goals, but also in approaches. So for instance, uh, I would love it if the juvenile arthritis of Supergirl would finally be more manageable. So a goal could be better health for my daughter, but that's mostly out of our control. We go to a specialized hospital, we have a great doctor, we have access to different kind of drugs, but it's still trial and error. You know, most of her meds take at least six months before they are settled in properly and do their work. So that's a long journey. There's no quick fix. So better health, of course, yes, that's a a goal. But uh, it might be more helpful to set a goal where we help Supergirl deal with her situation better mentally. You know, uh, also because she had a physically bad year, her condition is, is, is really bad at the moment. And this is where we have to help her set a good goal as well. She can't see past her tiredness. We as adults know that a good condition has to be worked for. You just don't, you know, have a good condition because your meds finally kick in. If you had a really bad year, you have to rebuild that condition. So we'll decide together, uh, we're going to work on her being able to cycle to school, for instance, twice a week. And if that's not possible, that she will at least cycle around the block twice a week, come hell or high water. For a wonder boy, and you know, besides the public transport, uh, a wonder boy is in his first year of college. And from time to time, it's quite overwhelming. One of, our, one of his biggest struggles this year is the amount of reading he has to do with his wandering mind. And keeping up with the teacher when writing down notes. His handwriting has been a disaster the last 16 years. So, you know, we can talk about helping him improve his writing skills, but it won't uh, improve. It's been, yeah, a rocky road the moment he picked up a pencil. So, focusing on our energy on that, yeah, maybe not. And his mind will keep on wondering, medication or not. But there might be tricks where we can help him with. He already found a program all by himself that reads the books out loud to him. You know, so that's a hack. And most of his college books are online, but he prefers paper. Uh, When he has to study for tests, we can print it out. Would a speed reading course help? You know, or uh, learning how to type training again so he doesn't have to write but can type? Now, do we need him to just help clear his desk so he isn't that distracted? Those are things, you know, I came up with when I was writing this podcast. But those are things we discuss with him. And then we set a goal, you know, because it's easy to give up. You know, oh, I tried it for an hour. You see, it doesn't work. Yeah, but new 
yeah, especially when you, you're, you're developing a new habit, it takes time to, to settle in and settle in your mind. And, and But we will discuss it with him. Point is, sometimes the goal shouldn't be getting, you know, that straight A for a te- state test or, you know, having a great health because it's just not possible. But sometimes it's about making the journey as pleasant as possible. Sometimes a not obvious detour is the best option. Seems organized, eh? <laughs> All those lists. I have to say they really help me to prioritize and focus. Especially when I'm pressed for time, stress tends to take over and my squirrel brain goes bonkers because there's so much going on. And this is where my last point comes in. Point number three. Don't forget about the fun. You know, no wonder we can be so darn tired doing all these things, being supermoms. But supermoms need to wash their supermom cape as well from time to time and let it dry. This is what I forgot this year, when the health of Supergirl turned to the worst. I was trying to save the world and forgot to sometimes just be. You know, have fun without a goal behind it. All these things I have to do, uh, you know, or I have to complete, you know. You know, it's so funny if I have my to-do list and say to my kids, oh, but I have to do blah, 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 and tell my husband, yeah, but I not only have to finish this for a client, but I also have to fold the laundry and cook dinner. My kids and my husband are like, yeah, those are not all top priorities. They will shoot most of my to-dos to pieces. You know, when you're busy with your to-dos, but feel stress is taking over because there's just so much that needs to be done, yeah, be honest. Are all those items on your list equally important? I love all my clothes neatly folded. But does it kill me if they lie around in a laundry basket for an extra day or an extra week? No. We, supermoms, do best when we make sure we recharge ourselves. So mentally, we have the energy and the brain space to work on what matters most to us. You know, uh, when coming up with all these plans, don't forget to schedule in some fun time. It sounds weird perhaps, but this year I really had to learn to unwind. My therapist told me to pencil in 15 minutes of no, not doing nothing twice a day. It sounded impossible. The first time she mentioned it, do nothing for 15 minutes. Just, you know, look out the garden, look at the birds. I was like, are you serious? I don't have time for that. And it took me some time. But now these 15 minutes, actually, I realized, give me air for the rest of the day, you know, give me air, brain space. They help me focus on what really matters and help me let go of what doesn't. So I've set some fun goals as well, like make a new quilt by hand this year. And I'm going to bing watch the Vikings with my Wonder Boy. And when the health of Supergirl makes it possible, go cycle with her in a forest nearby. Or just might hire an electric mountain bike for her so she can do that as well. Fun is there's no goal behind it. So do I have to watch all the Viking series? No. If he doesn't like it, we will find something else. If I don't finish the quilt, it will be okay. 
But, you know, it is fun time. And it's so much needed if you have to take care of your kids and you worry all the time. So make sure you, you know, turn on the music, find your favorite book, reread it. And uh, sometimes set aside those to-do lists. When it comes to setting goals for yourself, what matters to you most? What is worth your energy? And when it comes down to your special needs kids, talk to them. Decide with them. Don't focus solely on the destination. Focus on making the journey pleasant. This was today's episode of the Special Needs Superman podcast. Enjoyed your mental glass of wine? If so, please subscribe, rate and review the show and recommend the podcast to other special needs supermoms you know could use that mental glass of wine as well. Until next time, fellow supermoms. Cheers, Nadine.